0: This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnia Saleh and Hani Balkis Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. It is me, Hani Balqis, with Omnia Saleh bringing you everything you need to know of what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, today is a beautiful day, actually. And, you know, a lot of people are saying the weather is making them depressed, but the weather <laughs> for me is making me super happy. It's been a while since I've... Uh, You know, went and got in my car and haven't been hot.
1: Same. The weather actually feels spectacular to anyone living right here in the UAE because we don't get gloomy weather quite often. Mm -hmm. But today, right here on the show, we're going to brighten things up. We've got lots and lots to discuss, especially when it comes to accomplishments in outer space right here in the UAE. Yesterday was one monumental day because the UAE has officially named the astronaut who will be spending six months on the International Space Station.
0: Yes, and also we're talking about Samsung. Samsung and how they're going to unveil the new foldable phones next month. Now we do know that Samsung has been the main pioneer when it does come to foldable and flippable phones. But now they're coming out with a new design.
1: Yes, indeed. And we're also talking about some bad news happening with robots and AI. Yesterday, we were talking all about the AI that has gone rogue. And today, we're talking about the chess robot that broke a seven-year-old's finger during a tournament in Russia. How did that happen? Are we going to trust robots and AI after this? We're going to be giving you all those details in just a bit.
0: Yes, and ladies and gentlemen, maybe we can trust robots and AI as a drone has saved a 14-year-old from drowning
1: yes indeed in the world of gadgets apple watches are making headlines once again but this time they are coming with a brand new look rumor has it a high-end apple watch will be coming soon with a new design and a much bigger screen are we with that or are we against it how will it look like on our wrists we are going to be discussing all this and so much more in just a bit so make sure you keep pulse 75 Vlogs. daily digital news
0: bits and bytes connect our world
1: Yesterday was a big day for anyone living right here in the UAE when it comes to achievements taking place in outer space because the UAE has officially chosen who will be the astronaut to go on a six month mission to the International Space Station with the rest of the team from NASA. And the choice was made for Sultan Al Niyadi to go ahead and spend those six months in a very important mission that will bring back very valuable information for the entire Arab world. Now, it was such a big achievement that President Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum congratulated the engineer and astronaut who has already been spending the past four years in training for this moment.
0: Yes, and you know, the UAE has chosen Sultan Nayadi for a six-month mission to the International Space Station next year. Now, he will lift off next spring on the SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket from Florida's Kennedy Space Center. Now, Sheikh Mohammed did take it to Twitter and did tweet, I am proud to congratulate Sultan Nayadi on being selected as the first Arab astronaut to spend six months on the International Space Station as part of a mission to commence in 2023. Now, we are looking at how the mission is a critical step towards realizing the national space program and making the UAE the 11th country globally to conduct a long-duration astronaut mission. Now, we are looking at how this historic milestone does build on the strong foundations of the UAE's you know, endeavors in the space program. And we are looking at how you know, Dr. Sultan Nayadi is 41 years old and he will serve as a mission specialist on the NASA SpaceX Crew 6 mission. And it will include NASA astronauts Stefan Baun and Warren Haberg and even a Russian cosmonaut Andrew Fedayev. And we you know a little bit of backstory on um, Dr. Sultan Nayadi. He was born in Al Ain and did serve in the armed forces as a network security engineer. And he's also a father of five and has a Ph.D. in information technology from Australia's Griffith University and even a Bachelor of Science degree in electronics and communication engineering from the University of Brighton in england so a very big portfolio uh for dr sultan Nayadi, who is now going to be on the international space station for six months and you know i'm really excited and we've been seeing news all about this yesterday Uh, you know a lot of big media outlets on instagram we're talking about the subject and you know, uh, again, it's, very, it's a very exciting time.
1: Absolutely, and it's an exciting time because those six months are going to be very rich when it comes to scientific experiments and different studies that will be taking place. As Dr. Anniadi will be tasked with doing many in-depth and advanced scientific experiments as part of the UAE astronaut program. It was def- definitely a very tough choice uh, for the UAE to make on who to send to outer space on those six months because there was more. Th- there were more than four thousand candidates. And it's, I believe, um, for the country's first two astronauts in 2018. And they were still making sure of the choice that they want to go ahead and do. So looking at it, when we look back in time, the last mission that the UAE took part in was actually quite a short flight. The training that Dr. Sultan al-Niyadi, as well as Hazza al-Mansouri conducted in Russia, was specifically designated to accomplish that mission, which was very successful. But now they've got lots of things to do. And the main goal is to spend more time on board board of the International Space Station, they want to be more engaged in different activities like doing spacewalks maintaining the station learning exactly what it means to fully engulf themselves in that environment and they've definitely been taking a lot of training since 2019 up until early 2022 at nasa's johnson space center in houston texas after they graduated they officially became eligible for any nasa-led missions to space and this is just the beginning of many more to come
0: yes just uh, yes indeed Um, yeah, we know it's the beginning of many more to come and you you know, the UAE has been very prominent in their space program. And just recently, uh, you know, they did uh, you know allocate $3 dirhams to the space program, which is around $800 million. Ladies and gentlemen, 4215, let us know your guys' thoughts. We are taking a very short break. But when we come back, we're talking all about how Samsung is going to unveil their new foldable phones next month. Daily Digital News bits and bytes connect our world ladies and gentlemen bits and bytes do connect our world so we're going to need a device to connect us together and that is what samsung is all about because we're talking about how samsung is going to unveil the new foldable phone next month now we are looking at the next generation smartphones and how they're going to be expected to be showcased during the galaxy Pact online Now, when we talk about foldable and flippable phones, at the current moment, the market is being dominated by one company and one company only, and that is going to be Samsung. Now Samsung Electronics did say on Wednesday that it will unveil its latest foldable smartphone series next month. Now we are looking at how the tech giant is aiming to achieve a breakthrough on the stalled smartphone business. Now let's be completely honest guys, when it does come to smartphones, it's been very hard to find something new and exciting. And I'm looking at the pictures of this new foldable phone, and it reminds me of something I have in front of me right now, mm-hmm. which is the <laughs> iPad Mini. Now, the iPad Mini, for me, has been a very exciting adventure so far. It's been my daily device. I'm using it for literally everything. And even at one point in time, I said, do I really need my phone? And as I can have an actual SIM card on my iPad, I was like... Do I really need a phone? But again, we are looking at how the next generation foldable smartphones, which will be the Galaxy Z Flip 4, Galaxy Z Fold 4, and they are expected to be showcased on August 10th at the Galaxy Unpacked Online event.
1: You actually just read my mind Mm -hmm. because I was about to ask you, Hani has always been you know the one to tell me if a foldable if apple comes out with a foldable phone i would be the first one to go ahead and get it and now that you have the ipad i'm actually wondering if you still would get your hands on a foldable phone because i feel like it does the job
0: yes at the current moment right now um you know i do not need a foldable phone and i don't even think about a foldable phone because i've been taking my ipad mini with me everywhere and that is just what we're talking about right now is the apple effect now what is the apple effect ladies and gentlemen well We're talking about Samsung, and all of a sudden, Apple (laughs) comes into the conversation. But, you know, Omnia, to go back to your point, yes, uh, you know, my iPad has been with me everywhere lately. It's very, you know, uh, I can take it anywhere with Mm me, basically. And I'm going to show Omnia right now.
1: It's almost the size, w- a bit bigger than a foldable uh, no, I phone. I have to show Omnia
0: something right now, ladies <laughs> gentlemen, just give me one moment. Let's not Omnia is going to have to commentate on this. Let's
1: not throw it. Okay. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> it literally fits into your back pocket. <laughs>
0: not even my back pocket. I can go all How the way.
1: big of a pocket do you have? Oh, that is so convenient. That is extremely convenient.
0: <laughs> and just like that, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen, the iPad <laughs> mini is now my front and back pocket. Who needs uh, a
1: foldable phone? Who needs
0: a foldable (laughs) phone? But again, I don't think uh, a lot of women would (laughs) be able to do what I'm doing because I know the stigma that you guys have (laughs) that your jeans... Pockets are not actually pockets, they're yes. just there for design.
1: Exactly. With for a man, anything and everything. Can fits stick everything. Exactly. Everything fits into that pocket. So it's nice to know that it's small enough to fit into a pocket, but it's also convenient if you want to use it for work or even for study purposes. Going back to Samsung, we are definitely very excited for the 10th of August. They're gonna be holding the Galaxy Unpacked online event with a title this time around: Unfold Your World. We're looking at very exciting phones coming up. The first one of them all being the clamshell style Galaxy Z Flip 4. It's going to have a much thinner hinge and it's going to be joining the two halves of the phone rather than the previous model that came out about a year ago, which had a lot of problems and people were complaining of the quality of the screen. Now, the new the new smartphone series will also be coming at a time when the world's largest smartphone makers, like many other consumer devices companies, is facing headwinds when it comes to global economic woos that have left consumers with less money to spend on non-essential goods. So being budget conscious is going to be very important for Samsung to keep in mind if they still want to sell their devices just as much as they did in the past years.
0: Yes, and let's talk about numbers, ladies and gentlemen. The second quarter uh, operating profit of the company's smartphone division is forecast to drop around $459 million from a year ago to 2 2.6 trillion uh, you know one now according to the industry tracker uh, Samsung will dominate the market with a 75% market share and that will be going on up until 2023 now Apple is also being speculated to enter the foldable market in the coming years ladies and gentlemen 4215 let us know your guys thoughts we are taking a short break and when we come back we're talking about a chess robot that has broke a 7 year old's finger during a tournament take this out, in- take this out. You know,
1: typically when we talk about robots, you find me quite excited because I do love talking about our friends right here on the show. However, today, it's not a very exciting story when it comes. It's an exciting story, but not a very happy story when it comes to talking about robots. Because the chess robot, the well-known bot that was able to beat, uh, I believe, the chess expert or the fastest chess player in the world, has broken the 7-year-old's a 7-year-old's finger during a tournament in Russia. Now, this is of course quite bad PR for a robot. However, no PR is bad PR and we're looking at this incident actually being one of the firsts we can see when it comes to a game of chess and it actually showed that the machine is still under development. It still needs a lot to be able to, you know, function in the real world scenario. So I'm excited to see how people are going to react to it because a lot of people have already been giving this robot a lot of hate for breaking the seven year old's finger.
0: Yes, and only the incident did happen last week at the Moscow chess open where the robot was hired to play competitors. Now, there is a video of the incident that does show the machine and is a standard industrial robot arm that is actually customized to move pieces on three chess boards simultaneously. Now, the robot did break the child's finger and obviously this is very bad. Now, uh, you know, in a backstory about the robot, uh, you know, the, the commissioner of, uh, you know, the Moscow Chess Federation did say that the robot was rented by them and it has been exhibited in many places for a long time. With, you know, specialists, you know, backing it, and apparently the operators did actually overlook it. Now the child did made a made a move, and after that they did need to give time for the robot to answer, but the boy actually hurried the robot and the robot grabbed him. And, you know, this says that they have nothing to do with, you know, what happened. It does obviously seem that, you know, they never didn't put in the parameters or the protocol that if someone were to, let's say, rush the robot, or interfere with the robot's protocol or algorithm, what would happen? Now, It's still unclear what explanation, if any, uh, the robot creators have offered for this accident, but such incidents are not unusual in scenarios where robot engineers have failed to properly consider safety protocols around humans now we are looking at how this was again an industrial robot so in most industrial environments Mm. they are essentially unseen (laughs) operators and you know they do move along set path at a set time and they do often also lack sensors to recognize or even respond to nearby humans
1: yes indeed now this sort of line collision has been the cause of many robot facilities actually in the past and the first such incident was generally thought to have taken place back in 1979 when the Ford factory worker Robert Williams was actually crushed by a robot arm. So yes, robots can be dangerous to the extent of actually causing a fatality. However, when we look at the record, we're looking at roughly, let's say, one fatality per year. And this is a statistic that is based on different companies' definitions of what a robot is. So for many, let's say, a conveyor belt would not be considered a robot however to others it is considered a robot since it is automated and so in the case of the chess bot it seems that the device was designed only to identify and move chess pieces it was not built to go ahead and respond to the appearance of a human hand in its playing area and that's exactly why this robot just went ahead and attacked that child's finger because it was not well made to deal with us as humans. So there are many safety rules that uh, according to the robot creators, the child went ahead and violated. However, uh, when the robot made his move, he did not realize that he had to wait for the child to also make the move. And so there is kind of a fault on both ends. If you were to actually check out the video, it has gone viral on a lot of social media platforms. You would see that a lot of humans definitely stepped in once the robot kind of held Mm -hmm. um, the child's finger and he did not want to let go (laughs) but uh, i don't think this this kid is going to ever look at robots the same way especially if he comes across robots let's say in a grocery store
0: yes and again you know this is still the beginning of you know robots and what they can and cannot do and again we will be seeing you know a lot of industrial robots being recalibrated recalibrated yes recalibrated to you know uh, be around these type of humans and see what, uh, you know, perimeters they should be taking what caution they should be taking. Ladies and gentlemen, 4215 let us know your guys' thoughts. And what do you think? Do you think robots will go rogue or was the robot doing it intentionally <laughs> or not? Our text lines are open. We are taking a short break. And when we come back, we're talking about how a, how a drone has saved a 14-year-old boy from drowning. Check this out.
1: Check this out. Oh, 95
0: Ladies and gentlemen, a drone has saved a 14 year old from drowning. Now, this did happen in Spain, and a pioneering drone lifeguard service that is spread across beaches in Spain did save the life of a 14 year old boy this month. Now, he did struggle against a powerful tide off a beach in Valencia, and it did drop a life vest into the sea that was able to keep the teenager afloat just as he started to sink below the waves. Now, after that, uh, you know, incident, uh, you know, a physical lifeguard team did arrive moments later. But for those split seconds or, you know, let's say even minutes, maybe the boy, if the drone wasn't around, would have sunken and, you know, unfortunately passed away. But because the drone is quicker than, you know, these physical lifeguards, it was able to go over there, throw a life jacket and, you know, save those precious moments.
1: Yes, indeed. Um, what the emergency Uh, crew actually described was actually quite terrifying because they said that when they arrived they saw that the kid was in very bad shape he had no energy to keep floating and so sending over that life vest with that drone was definitely the only thing that could have saved him now due to the heavy waves it was quite a complicated maneuver they finally managed to give him the vest and he was able to float until the lifeguards went ahead and reached him through the jet ski now valencia-based general drones have started supporting spanish lifeguard staff back in 2017 and now they have more than 30 pilots and drones working with the lifeguards in 22 beaches across spain What is the benefit of those drones? Well, first off, they give them the most rapid reaction support in such critical moments of a potential drowning. And second off, they can definitely save a life even before the lifeguard physically arrived to the scene. Those extra seconds that these drones provide to the lifeguards are vital in some cases, and they allow the rescue team to go ahead and approach the person much more calmly and cautiously. After being rescued, the teenager who uh, was actually not identified, he was sent over to a local hospital and they provided him with oxygen and everything that they needed. 24 hours later, he was back home fully recovered. And so looking at it, drones have always uh, shown shown us how much they can do in very short amounts of time whether it is in remote areas where let's say cars and ambulances can't necessarily physically drive in they were able to you know drop off medical devices in kenya during covid 19 pandemics and now they are even able to save lives in the middle of the sea
0: yes now again we are looking at how you know how a total of 140 people have died from accidental drowning in Spain in the first six months of 2022 and around 55% more in the same period of 2021. So we are looking at how it's a very big issue in Spain and in their beaches and that is why they have deployed technology to aid them in saving human lives. Now after being rescued the teenager who had not been identified did go to a local hospital after ambulance personnel did provide him with oxygen and then Thankfully, he was sent home 24 hours later. Ladies and gentlemen, 4215, let us know what your guys' thoughts. We are taking a very short break, but when we come back, we're talking about the high-end Apple Watch and how it will reportedly introduce a newer design with a bigger screen. Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with.
1: The gadget we're talking about today is a regular one right here on the show. We're talking all about the Apple Watch, but not your regular Apple Watch, not the, you know, the previous series that we've seen out there on the market. We're talking about what is going to be upcoming for the Apple Watch because different reports have been showing that Apple is planning to debut a high end Apple Watch with a larger screen and a new design. And you know, honey, who the first person that popped up to my mind when I read this news?
0: My dad.
1: My mom oh, your <laughs> as mom. well. Both of them. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, as people grow older, their eyesight can sometimes degrade w- with time and they start needing larger font. And that is not always the reality on the Apple Watch. You can definitely change settings on your phone, but with the Apple Watch, having larger text is just not convenient. And so maybe a larger screen will allow things to be a little bit more clear and hence more people will be attracted to even purchasing it in the long run.
0: Yes, and we are looking at how, you know, Apple has reportedly viewed this high-end Apple Watch. And, you know, they I think they will, you know, name it as Apple Watch Pro. And, mm. you know, we are looking at the increase in size with the Series 7's watches just last year, which did offer an edge-to-edge screen that removed much of the border on the earlier models. But, again, we are looking at, uh, you know, the first big design change since 2018 with a screen That is 7 percent larger than the series 7 and it will also have a rugged design, longer battery life and a body temperature sensor now it actually might be a sign that apple may be targeting garmin's phoenix 7 series watch which uh, do have a big screen longer battery life and even rugged design as well and you know those watches are actually very popular among hikers and runners who do need the longer battery life than apple watch you know what it offers but We're all looking at how Apple Watch sales are included in the company's other products segment, which did report uh, $8.81 billion in revenue just last quarter, which is up to 12.3% year over year. And, you know, the changes could help Apple cater to an audience that has otherwise not purchased the Apple Watch. And it does seem that everyone has an Apple Watch. Now, I have an Apple Watch. Omni has an Apple Watch. Um, You know, Vicas has an Apple Watch. My dad, I feel like everyone has an Apple Watch nowadays, and uh, if they don't have an Apple Watch, they have a smartwatch uh, other than that. And again, uh, I mean, Apple Watches are becoming very necessary and mandatory for those people who, you know, like to beyond the go a lot mm-hmm. Who people who are fit or like to stay in shape and again because it records your steps it uh you know it tracks your fitness so again you know we might be looking at uh, a very new market for people who want that pro feel that you know that exclusivity
1: absolutely and just like we are looking at apple targeting those who want mm-hmm. the pro feel, they're also trying to Kind of custom themselves to what a lot of us as people around the world have been struggling with which is not having that big of a budget when it comes to spending it on non-essential items and that's exactly why we are also looking at apple announcing a new version of the apple watch se now for those of you who don't know the se lineup is typically more budget friendly it's a little bit on the cheaper end when it comes to apple devices whether it's phones or even apple watches but it still includes. The majority of the features is that, you know, the high-end Apple Watch includes, but at a much lower price tag. And so hopefully we're going to be finding a new Apple Watch SE model coming out soon. Nothing was confirmed just yet. However, we don't have much time to wait because in September, I believe mid-September, we're going to be witnessing the launch of all those devices, new iPhones, a new Apple Watch, and much more going to be coming up from apple we'll keep you updated right here on future talk as we always do and this does mark the end of today's show however we are very excited to get to back to be back with you tomorrow same time same place don't we
0: yes and at least on same time same place only here on pulse 95 you do not want to miss out but our shows are all around and all day every day right here on pulse 95 we'll see you tomorrow
1: same time same place only here on pulse 95